0: Hey, Fro. Hey, Luke. How did the lobster travel across the Bermuda Triangle? I don't know. It rode on a sleigh with sandy claws.
1: Uh, This week on Another Digital Citizen, we talk of News of the Week, Royal Rumble predictions, the Bermuda Triangle, Forever My Girl, and Alone Together, Episode 2.
2: This is another digital citizen. That's why the last job is <laughs> 13, gentlemen. 5, George,
1: Welcome, citizen. Ladies and woo-hoo, gentlemen, woo-hoo, welcome to another Digital Citizen episode 120. Woo-hoo, 120 episodes, Luke. 120.
0: Yeah, it's a lot, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Seems like it's gone by really fast, but 120 is pretty good.
1: 120 episodes. Remember when we did episode one? Yes, I do. Uh,
0: barely, no but yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that was the old, old, old times. Remember when we thought podcasting was so easy, no? <laughs> uh,
0: no, <laughs> I don't remember that No, at all.
1: <laughs> No,
0: <laughs>
1: I don't remember a time where podcasting was easy. <laughs> no, it
0: never was. We've got it down to like a formula, kind of at this point, where we know what we're doing. We uh, we have a general idea, usually what's going on. Uh, maybe in the next couple weeks, we're going to be a little confused by topics of what we're going to do here and there, but uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: mostly just because we've got to move stuff around. Because Tilly is been in and out because she is pregnant, uh, but what? she will have we will hear her- he we will hear from her on the show anyway. So
1: <laughs> I didn't know she was pregnant.
0: Oh, you didn't hear that. <laughs> Yeah, it's no. been it's we kind of mentioned it on every show for the last <laughs> uh, few weeks, I guess.
1: I was going to say a hundred and ten episodes, but that, that's that not great. Uh, no. that's a long fucking pre- pregnancy. Yeah,
0: I don't think that would be healthy. I think that may be a bad An sign. Elephant.
1: Yeah. Uh, how was your week?
0: Uh, pretty good. Uh yeah. Not not great weather, but and I would I, you you heard me last week. I was sniffling up a storm, if you listened to the podcast last week. I was just yes. sniffling through the whole thing. I didn't even realize how annoying it was till I re-listened to it. But it. It could have been worse, but I was sick for most of the week, so I did a lot of sleeping. But it was raining. It wasn't nice outside, so sleeping all day, really, it didn't feel too bad to me because I wouldn't have been outside, out and about, doing anything anyways. But one thing I found this week on YouTube that is... Strangely satisfying to watch when you're s- sick and have nothing else to do is uh these uh, I don't know if, know what to call them giant leaf vacuums. Oh yeah, giant yeah, vacuums did. they use to like suck up yeah. giant piles of leaves in the fall. Oh, uh, leaves, yeah. It's the yeah. most satisfying thing to watch ever. I don't know what it is about it. <laughs> it just has this quality of uh, you just feel really satisfied oh. watching it because it's like this giant pile and it's just being sucked up into this tube. Uh, I don't know. What, it, what is it about that that's just so satisfying to watch? Something weird.
1: Yeah, I also found something addictive on YouTube this week. Uh, you know those fucking arcade games you have in the States, right? Uh, like arcade games? Shoot and... Yeah, where where you uh, get tickets and you can buy yourself sure. like yeah, not as popular as they
0: were when I was a kid, but they're still around here and there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I have the <a> YouTube
1: channel, <laughs> that I have. Like, <coughs> I I use the whole fucking day almost watching this YouTube channel of people winning prizes <laughs> on an arcade, and um. How can I describe this woman's voice? Hmm. Uh it's uh, a little squeeze squeaky. A
2: little squeaky.
1: Squeaky. Okay. Uh, squeaky. Yes, she's talked a little like this.
2: The whole, whole. <laughs> The whole the whole thing.
1: It was uh, like nails on chalkboard. Huh. Really awful. Okay, and and I could not stop watching it. It was so enduring, and watching them trying to win prizes, this couple, uh, married couple. Yeah, so that's that's been my YouTube this week. And I'm uh, a yeah. Other than that, my week has been pretty good.
0: Yeah, pretty lazy for <laughs> week for me, like I said, so nothing super exciting happening uh, other than just being sick, which I guess isn't really exciting, is it? It's not exciting at all. I don't know oh. what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for Margaret's uh, big book of wrestling, as I call it? Sure. Yeah. Randy Orton created a new signature feature movie in 2003, naming it The RKO. He did not invent that
0: move. That's a complete lie, but okay.
1: Uh, Well, it says so here. Um,
0: Diamond Dallas Page.
1: Yes. (laughs) In an RKO, Orton catches his opponent in three quarters. Face lock then falls backwards, (laughs) forcing them into the map. The RKO came a frequent winning move for Orton, and it's the top ten RKOs.
0: Of all time. Okay. Of all time, yeah. Uh, so who do you think is number one? See, this is hard, because e- either they're doing the list by uh, who how big his opponent is, or they're doing it by how cool the move looked. And if I was going uh, by how cool... Is,
1: yeah, it's the second. Second, second. One.
0: Then I've got to go mm. Evan Bourne, probably. Shooting that Star is actually... KO.
1: Wow. I'm fucking impressed. That's actually what I put there.
0: Oh, yeah. Number it's so one. memorable.
1: Evan Bourne. Uh, that is really spectacular of you to guess that.
0: Well, it was super memorable, like I said. Uh, star KO. Yeah. He did like a uh, giant. Well, Evan Bourne did the toe touching uh, shooting star press, which was already impressive, and then turning it into an RKO was really impressive. So, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, do you want to get guess who's number two?
0: Number two. Jeez. Uh...
1: I can give you a little clue. It's from Tables, Letters and Chairs in 2013. So it uh, involves uh,
0: a, table. a ladder. Oh, a ladder. Uh, I have no idea. I was going to say Seth Rollins, but that might be a little too recent.
1: That's uh, number ten, actually. Oh, okay. But number two is John Cena.
0: Okay. Uh.
1: Uh. From uh, he he knocked off Cena off a ladder, something delivering uh, RKO allowing Orton to win the match and unifying the WWE Championship in the world heavyweight champion. I don't remember that. Hmm. Uh, Number three, Christian. Number four, Triple H. Number five, Cactus Jack. Number six, the Undertaker. Number seven, CM Punk. Number eight, Wolf Ziegler. Number nine, Jeff Hardy. And number ten, as I told you, Seth Rollins. I
0: feel so, like there was talk- one like Kofi Kingston did that was really impressive. Like... Where he did a springboard yeah. off the top rope.
1: Springboard, yeah. 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 I, I remember. I'm
0: surprised that one's not in there, but whatever.
1: Yeah. So, let's talk about this week in wrestling. Holy fuck, there was this week in wrestling. Uh, what did you think of this Raw? It was a special 25 year anniversary of Raw.
0: Uh, it was Nothing really special. I mean, it was nope. in two places i guess <laughs> but i didn't really yeah. feel like anything overly special happened i mean there's the cool part at the beginning with stone cold and after that yeah. it was kind of downhill from there um nice to see the undertaker again i guess so i mean it wasn't much and like i would be i would have been happy for him not to come back but Whatever. Yeah. Still, people are Terrible thinking problem. there's going to be a match. I still think he's retired, but who knows? We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, I
1: think he is uh, he's retired as well. Uh, what did you think of SmackDown? Really good SmackDown. I feel.
0: Uh, trying to remember Only what, what even happened. Oh, the ending was the <laughs> the match against Sam, uh, Sammy Sami Sami Zayn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Kevin Owens. What really exciting happened on SmackDown? I don't remember anything that happened on SmackDown, so I got nothing.
1: I think I think the the storyline with Sami uh Kevin Owens, and uh, <laughs> why why am I forgetting the last one? Uh,
0: well, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. Daniel Bryan, yeah, yeah, and it's AJ Styles. Oh,
1: <laughs> And AJ Styles, uh, thank you. I loved it. I really
0: really loved it. Uh, yeah, I thought it's just it, was really fun. it feels like it's been going on forever and like it's gone in circles uh. and that's what I don't like about this story so far but uh, it's still pretty fun. I mean SmackDown is always better than raw. I could say that much. Raw just mm-hmm. feels incredibly cookie cutter like it, you could really tell the difference when they were in the two different places on Raw when you had the smaller audience and it felt like the audience was connecting more with the product. It felt like the audience yeah. was more involved. It felt like, um, it, there wasn't that weird, th- this weird disconnect that you had when you went back to raw, uh, in the normal kind of arena where it feels vi- mm. like the audience feels like completely disconnected from the action where you have the old building. It feels like the, the crowd is part of the action. Uh, mm-hmm. I really do think that's, a giant thing that WWE is missing nowadays and something that makes it feel very corporate and cookie cutter is that the minimization of, of the crowd as much as they can. Uh, I think they should go back to that whole thing. I think that's one of the reasons people really liked NXT for so long is because of that crowd connection. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest reason why I was watching NXT for the fucking longest recently. Uh, also, that they have a lot of good wrestlers there. Uh, we talked about uh, Hawaii uh, last week. We talked about uh, uh, their missile threats. Now, uh, an article from the Huffington Post uh, shows that Hawaii porn usage tanked after missile alert, then spiked later. And this is a uh, I didn't know that Pornhub had his uh, own own Twitter account, but uh, I guess you you can follow any, anything on Twitter. Uh, I'm not surprised. Right after, but... I'm not su- I'm not super surprised. But uh, so when when uh, the missile uh, crisis was on its top, it lost minus seventy seven percent of users from Pornhub. That is pretty big. Uh, that's, minus seventy-seven.
0: That's based on real-time per-minute page views, as compared yep. to the two previous Saturdays uh, before that. That's what what the net. That's what the minus seventy-seven percent is compared to. Uh,
1: and and when when everything was cleared and everything was good, what happens then? Oh, it plummets
0: 48%. <laughs> well, it skyrockets. It doesn't plummet. Skyrockets. Right. It goes from -77% at like 8:20 and at 9:01 yep. a.m. it goes up up to plus 40 48%. So over 100% yep. increase.
1: It was a little like this. It was like, "Oh, hey, I didn't die. That's masturbate. (laughs) That's how it was, wasn't it?
0: Right. Like, uh, you would almost think that it would be kind of the opposite, where it would be like when you found out (laughs) you were about to die, that's when you would go to masturbate. But I guess your mind's too preoccupied with dying, and then once it's – I guess once you go off that – you're going to have like that crazy adrenaline going through your body. And then once that adrenaline's gone, maybe that's... People are like, oh, I gotta... Uh, relieve some stress, you know? Get rid of some of that anxiety. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, But uh, how did uh, Trump um, celebrate his one year on the worst this year?
0: Well, I don't think this was him ce- celebrating, but... <laughs> Uh,
1: celebrate good times so let's shut the government down
0: right uh Uh, the government shut down on friday due to uh congress or really it was the uh senate not being able to uh vote not being able to come together and decide on a budget plan for the rest of the year for the u.s is really what it was um Mm-hmm. the Democrats wanted to get some funding for DACA which is for the Dreamers uh, it's immigration uh, it has to do with uh, people who come in who are young kids who got, get brought into the country uh, or are born into the country uh, so they are kind of American citizens but in a way they're not uh, because they haven't been naturalized yet uh it's a, it's it, it's a way for them to become natural citizens. And the Democrats wanted money for that in the bill or in the spending and the Republicans are totally against that because they hate immigration for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I guess for multiple reasons, most of it lies. Um, and they completely just shut down the government because they couldn't decide how to spend the money that is paid <sighs> for by tax dollars.
1: Fantastic. And Donald Trump is, of course, milking this as the longest and said, not looking good for military and safety and security on our very dangerous southern borders. Democrats want a shutdown in order to help demolish, diminish, sorry, uh, the great success of the tax cuts. And uh, they are doing it for our booming economy
0: right the Trump kind of that's just his spin on it I guess or whatever but uh, really when it comes down to it Trump had nothing to do with this in a way like the Democrats want to blame him for it he was not even there doing any kind of no- negotiations he like he calls himself the big deal maker businessman but he was not there making any deals with anybody um he was just letting the, the Senate, the two sides of the Senate, kind of fight it out against each other. Uh, so he was kind of not involved, but they they blamed him for, uh, they said that the thing about the shithole countries was the reason the Democrats uh, wanted the DACA stuff in there. So that was the right. Democrats' excuse, and the Republicans' excuse is they didn't want the DACA thing in there. So they both had their own excuses, and the Democrats and Republicans both blaming each other for the government shutdown. Of course, on Monday, they did sign in yeah. a, a three—it's not even really three weeks. It's basic, At this point on Wednesday, it's, it's basically two weeks left uh, for them to figure this whole thing out. I doubt they will. I don't think—like, the thing about this whole thing is they had four months um, since the last budget— uh, the last budget bill they signed off on, they had four months to figure this out and they didn't until the very last minute on the last day. They all were like, Oh, we got to figure this out. Shouldn't have you been doing something about this for four months? Oh, whatever. But when it comes down to it, they did pass this three week thing. It's going to come up and we're going to have to go through this all over again. They could end up just shutting down the government all over again. Um, Another big thing from this whole thing is, During the negotiations, the leader of the Democrats, Chuck Schumer, went to Trump and said, if you give us money for DACA, we'll give you all the money for the border wall over 10 years. So the Democrats were actually in their negotiations were willing to give Trump the border wall, which is like against everything most Democrats stand for.
1: Oh, awful, 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 So
0: really when it comes down to it, uh, there's been a lot of people, like both sides want to blame each other, right? And then yeah. on the news, you see the news saying, who's going to take the blame for this shutdown? And to me, yeah. as an independent who votes independent or, or votes third party, I look at it and go, how are you not blaming everybody? They're all to blame here. Both Democrats and Republicans are to blame. And if the de- Democrats really wanted to get this DACA thing if they were really worried about it and this wasn't just a big publicity stunt, uh, they would have just kept the sh- government shut down until the Republicans agreed on something. But they didn't. They caved on it. They caved so much they were even willing to give money for, like, millions of dollars for the border wall. So, nobody is the good guy here. Everybody looks bad. Makes <laughs> trust in the government even less. So, yeah. Overall, this was just dumb and didn't do really didn't go anywhere. It was a big it was pro-wrest. This is when I talk about uh, the way politics works and it as it compares to pro wrestling where sometimes they talk in the back and they come out and they act like there's a fight but there's not really a bi- as big right. a fight as you think there is because they had a big talk in the back. This is a yeah. quintessential example of that. <laughs> I'm a government of wrestling match. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, then we go to the Hill. Former Attorney General Loretta Lynch knew well-in-advance FBI uh, Director James Coney's 2016 draft, uh, press conference that uh, he would recommend against, against charging Hillary Clinton, according to the information turned over to the Senate Homeland Security Committee on Friday. This revelation was included in a 384-page of sex sex message. No, bro. It wasn't sex message. (laughs) It was text message. There
0: might have been some sex messaging in there. I think they were. (laughs) These are two people that I think are dating or engaged. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) Text message exchanged between FBI official
0: Peter It's actually... It's just stroke. Uh, that's oh, Z, it's oh. a silent Z. I really don't know why there's oh. a silent Z, but there is.
1: And lead subpage. It significantly diminished the credibility of Lynch. in their are to expect, <laughs> expect Comey's uh, recommendation, a committee she uh, made under the pretense that the two were not coordinating with each other. And it gets worse. Worse. Romeo and Lynch reportedly knew that Clinton would never face charges even before the FBI conducted its three-hour interview with Clinton, which was supposed to mean, uh, meant to gather information into her mishandling of classified information. This is big news.
0: Right, you think this would be bigger news in... In the world stage, like, it would be on the news and not just, like, in The Hill and in other uh, written publications. You don't see this on the CNNs or the MSNBCs or anything like that. Uh, The big thing here was uh, on July 1st, 2016, as the Lynch announcement became public, uh, Page, Lisa Page, uh, sent a, a text to Stoke saying... And yeah, it's a real profile in Courage, since she knows no charges will be brought. And they're talking right. about Lynch, talking about Hillary Clinton. So the FBI conducted this three-hour interview with Clinton, knowing that they were already not going to press charges. This
1: uh, is so fucking atrocious.
0: Right. Uh, not only that, it turns out there are hundreds, if not uh, thousands, of these text messages that are completely missing. Mm -hmm. they've just gone completely missing. The FBI doesn't know where they went. They don't know what happened to them. These, what seemingly from the ones we have are very incriminating text messages about uh, very powerful uh, public officials. Um, They just go missing. That's weird how they just went missing.
1: Yeah. Let's just... Put it under the blanket. Just put it under the blanket. And uh, it's like uh, the it was uh, this uh, senator as well has uh, written to uh uh, uh a FBI uh, missing months between. Officials involved in the uh, in Trump uh, Clinton scandal, and the FBI is missing five five months of text messaging between the two official Republicans on on Capitol Hill, uh, and that is uh, revealed in a letter to the bur- bureau made public on Sunday by Senator. Ron Johnston? John Johnson?
0: Sure, yeah. Yeah. So here at the end, uh in a previous text message produced by the House of Representatives, what you were just talking about, uh Stroke mm-hmm. and Page discussed the need for an insurance policy in the event Trump were to become president. Uh they said that the then candidate Trump simply cannot be be president. These FBI agents were totally against him becoming president. Uh, Any neutral observer would have been concerned about supposed evidence from the premier law enforcement and intel collection agency, as well as the types of discussions and conflicts of interest uh, apparently at issue with key officials within the FBI. So, the real question is uh, how, at the time when Clinton was under investigation, how uh unbiased was the FBI being towards her in this mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. and it seems like not very much.
1: <laughs> to save my life
0: At least these people weren't. Uh, and then we've heard I mean, this was all happening this all was happening during the time when Bill Clinton was meeting with Loretta Lynch on the tarmac, and we found out from testimony uh, from Comey that Then Lynch came to him and told him not to say she was under investigation, but that she was, uh, that they were looking into something or just don't say that she's under investigation. So he totally, when he was in, uh, testifying, avoided saying that the FBI was investigating her, did everything he could to not say that because Loretta Lynch told him not to. And it seems like that's what she was told by Clinton And then you have these people who are talking about um, having some kind of backup and they're also talking about Loretta Lynch knowing that Loretta Lynch knew that no charges were going to be brought before they ever, ever investigated Clinton. So it's, this looks, this looks really, uh, crooked for sure. Yeah. Crooked
1: Hillary.
0: It's not just Hillary though. It's everybody oh, around no. her. Everybody. I like, know. all the people involved in this all knew that it was crooked and they all did it anyways, so.
1: I know, I know, I know. It's not, but, but it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a use of Trump, Trumpism. I like that, Trumpism. It's crooked. Hillary is involved with crooked people.
2: Yeah, I that guess that's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, you Norway. News. Norway's uh, new government is criticized for lack of diversity. The Norwegian Center Against Racism has criticized Prime Minister Arnold Sulberg's newly formed uh, cabinet to, for failing to reflect the population. Ruben Berglundstein, who is the head of the NGO, also said that the lack of diversity represented a democratic pl- uh, problem. He goes on saying, even Trump's government has more people with majority ethnic backgrounds than the Norwegian government. Then who was speaking to the broadcaster NRKs, case said, among the 68 ministers and secretary presented by Solberg, she involved the new government on Wednesday. Only two appear to be of majority background. Minority background. Yeah, minority what did I say? Majority. I the exact say? opposite. Majority, yeah. yeah. Minority background, sorry. Uh, according to NRK, State Secretary Anne Karin Uli, who is uh, uh, of the semi-heritage and uh, German-born Rebecca Bosch.
0: What is the Sami heritage I've never heard of that.
1: No. Well, uh the Sami, Sami. the Sami people are yeah, a ugric pheno-
0: e- e- r- inhabiting yeah. Sami Ta, t- which today enc- encompasses large parts of Norway and Sweden. OK.
2: Yeah yeah.
1: This is a democratic problem. These, uh, in powers must be reflected the general population. It's very serious that is not the case in the extended government style stand- told NRK. Yes, of course, it is a problem
0: yeah I mean that whole the whole stat that even Trump's government has more minorities with ethnic backgrounds than the Norwegian government and you see the picture of the new government they have at the top of the article it's just all these white people (laughs) a lot of lot of white people yeah but uh, there's actually a lot of redheads in there too I see one two three yeah yeah four I don't this older lady that's probably dyed red hair but still I'm gonna count her five
1: Mhm. Yeah, the redheads of Norway came out of a press conference this weekend and said it it was enough redheads. There's enough redheads not, in there so we'll, we'll yeah, we're yeah, okay with uh, it the
0: redhead said. All right. <laughs>
1: hey, India tests nuclear capable esmb. BM, BM, sorry.
0: ICBM. Intercontinent, intercontinental them. Ballistic Missile is what it stands for.
1: Holy fuck. Another state to be afraid of. Thank
0: you, India. Well, I would just thinking, this is a story that, again, is like, did you see this in the news? Did anybody see this no. in the news? No. When North Korea does this, we see it in the news all day, every day. India successfully tests long-range intercontinental ballistic missile on Thursday, Uh, which officials called a major boost to the country's strategic defense system. The Mm -hmm. NGV missile uh, has a range of about 3,100 miles and has been in works for decades. Uh, The country which has successfully tested this type of missile five times since 2012 Mm. last completed a launch December 2016, so a month ago. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. This is just weird because even in this article, uh, the north the North Korean nuclear threat looms over the the rogue nation's neighbor as well as the United States, while the country continues to test, uh, what appears to be ICBMs. So it's just kind of weird that this country is testing them. Nobody's saying, "Oh, why is India testing, uh, nuclear (laughs) Nuclear capable missiles?" What nobody you don't see that in the news? Like, oh my gosh, it's just terrible. Look what's happening. But when North Korea does it, then it's a huge problem. Not that, uh, I understand that we're uh, we're more uh, together with India than we are with North Korea, so that's why it's a bigger problem. Uh, we trust India to not blow us up, but it's something that you you can't <laughs> overlook the fact that you're, if you're somebody who's out there advocating for anti-nuclear North Korea, but then yeah. you're saying, oh, but India's okay. Yeah. You're not really oh. You're not really following not the, the path, yeah. No. Not getting the point across.
1: Yeah, that is the fucking problem. Uh talking about problems, uh Trump administration announces new cons uh and Conscious? Re- uh, con- conscience. Conscious Religious Freedom Division at HHS uh so trump administration announced thursday that new division of within the department and human service would be devoted to conscious and religious freedom so what is this really uh, department of well, health and human goes...
0: services deals with a lot of stuff the, uh, they deal with yeah. uh, planned parenthood but they also deal with like food stamps they deal with, uh, uh money, uh, uh, homeless shelters, money for, uh, families who don't have enough, uh, to get by, or they also deal with, the, uh, just all, there's a whole lot of things they deal with, but this mm-hmm. is an added, an added department that they that the Republicans want in there, because of what they call religious freedom.
1: In the past, uh, this office sent a message. Now it's not the time for freedom. It's time for you to confirm what the difference the year makes. The leader, House of Public leader, Kevin McCartney, slammed the Obama administration and said this. So this means less rights for... The gay and lesbian and uh, or the LGBTQ uh, grou- groups, doesn't it?
0: Uh, to, Well, I mean, health and like I said, health and human services deals with everybody. So right. you could say that if that's the place you're coming from, if that's the thing you're fighting against, it is true that it is uh, affecting that, but it's affecting a lot of other people as well. Um the real thing here that they're trying to do, the Christians, uh, there was a thing, a few, it was last year, I guess, a lady who didn't want to uh, sign a marriage license for two gay men. And she was forced to because it was her job. I think she ended up getting fired anyway. anyways. Excuse me. But this law will make it so that that person... Will be allowed to just say, No, I don't want to sign your marriage license. Uh, mm-hmm. Get somebody else to do it, basically, because I'm a Christian. Oh, horrible. 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 This also horrible. goes for abortions and things like that. If, if they feel like. Uh, if somebody works. I don't know why you would work at a clinic and be against abortion, but let's say somebody does. <laughs> then they would be able to say, I don't want to do this. And not be able to like, they, <laughs> what, but they what I'm they sorry, what would we would would be the point of working at
1: the uh, right? But they the thing is,
0: they wouldn't be able to get fired, so they could oh, they would still like yeah. they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to fire them for it because of this law, but they would still okay. work there and just not like they, I don't know they'd have them organize files something I don't know.
1: Hello, I am an abortion doctor that's against abortion.
0: Right. Uh, here's a uh, quote. Denying patients health care is not a liberty. Choosing your patients based on their gender or gender expression is not freedom. Should the administration choose to move forward and implement a discriminatory policy, we will see them in court. Uh, mm. That's coming from the Amer- uh, the Deputy Leaguer Director of the American Civil Liberties Union. So,
1: Hey, are you afraid that the government is reading your emails,
0: Luke? I know they are. <laughs> Am I worried what? about it? You know well, me? since I haven't sent an actual email in, like, forever and ever and ever, not really. But uh, <laughs> looking over, like, my Facebook messages and my Twitter DMs, maybe.
1: Mm. <coughs> Senate reviews surveillance law that collect email from an unknown number of Americans. I like that. An unknown number. The
0: it's Senate s- loaded... s- secret, right.
1: Yeah, it's secret. The Senate voted Thursday to renew for six years Woo-hoo! Uh, it's a surveillance drama uh, a program that collects the contact of an unknown number of Americans' email, text message, photos, or other electronic communication without a
0: warning.
2: W- warrant. Without a
0: warrant, right. Yeah. Uh, uh. This is everything mm-hmm. that Edward Snowden talked about,
3: yeah.
0: uh, everything he warned about, uh, yeah. this is the government saying we're going to continue doing that for another six years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, we got caught, but we're going to keep doing it. Uh, mm. the Senate voted 65 to 34 to renew the controversial law. Uh, it's called the foreign intelligence surveillance act. Uh, and this happened right before i guess like 3 days before the government got shut down but again the story yeah. not in the news you think this would be huge news that the government decided we're going to no, no, no. W- warrantlessly spy on everybody for the next six, 6 years by the way but don't put that in the news
1: <laughs> it's a, it's so spooky it is so fucking spooky Oh, what is it with the government reading i i i I am so happy I don't communicate by text oh wait I do
0: <laughs> <laughs> really the uh, only thing you only have to worry about it when you're communicating with me when you're communicating yeah. with other people in Norway uh seemingly it's not gonna be a problem but for this uh. This system was designed to spy on foreign citizens living outside the U.S. and bars the targeting of American citizens or anyone residing in the U.S. But critics say the program also sweeps up electronic data from innocent Americans who may be communicating with foreign friends or relatives, uh, even if those foreigners aren't suspected of any terrorist activity. Uh, Which... Right. If you go back and listen to what Edward Snowden said, he said that's what they say it's for, but they're really just collecting it from everybody. (laughs) So Mm. it's much more wide-sweeping than this article even wants to admit it is. Well,
1: let's go to a (laughs) kind of weird little thing you have linked to. Inside Amazon Surveillance violence powered no checkout convenience store I I, I read this this convenience store is fucking awesome
0: it's also a tiny bit terrifying but I mean speaking of surveillance state kind of big brother Orwellian kind of uh, future this definitely makes me think of kind of like a 1984 kind of future uh, this Amazon convenience store for sure
1: it, it contains a lot of cool things. Uh, I, I saw a Twitter from Barry Bosa that uh, thought he had shoplifted, uh, but the Amazon Gold didn't charge him for the yogurt ice cream that he got. <laughs> uh,
0: cool. Well, I mean, maybe just the thing made a mistake, but I guess we should describe what this is yeah. before we go into that. So this is a convenience store... It's a cashless, uh, no-checkout uh, convenience store. So, if you look at this picture, it basically looks like a regular convenience store, kind of like a mini-mart. Yeah. Yeah. Except uh, on the ceiling, there's maybe, how many do you think there is? Maybe a hundred little boxes with cameras on them all over the oh, ceiling? at, le- at least a hundred. Maybe more. I mean, it's hard to tell because yeah. it, it is a pretty small store. Yeah, it's a a small store with a lot of cameras. Right. But they aren't like... They don't really look like cameras. They kind of just look like little boxes. But the whole idea is you come into the store. There's no cashier or anything. So you check in at this little hub. And when you walk into the store, you check in with your phone. And your phone then uh, gets set up with this Amazon store. And I'm guessing there's probably an app that you have to get you go into the store and these cameras on the ceiling see the things you pick up. So if you pick up Mm -hmm. an item off of the shelf, it'll see you pick up that item and it'll automatically add it to your Amazon account. So then you put all your things in your basket. All the things are added to your, uh, account on your phone by these cameras in the store. Then you leave, you just walk out. You don't have to check out with anybody. You don't have to do it. You just walk out with your stuff and then it automatically charges the things that you got in your cart just by seeing you yeah. pick them off the shelf, uh, which I think is very interesting. Uh, definitely a future of kind of convenience stores. I can't see this working with, say, a lar- a larger grocery store as well.
1: Uh, yeah, it has to be a really much camera stamp. It would be really expensive to keep a store like that alive.
0: Sure, right. I mean, I guess it could still work. The problem I see is, like, Mm. what happens when a gang of roving people uh, decides, oh, we're just going to take 20 people and run in there all at once with ski masks and just start taking stuff? Like, there's not really any way to stop them. I guess Amazon probably wouldn't care anyways, but... Basically, this gets rid of cashiers uh, from the store, but you still have to have people to stock the store. So you still have employees, but they aren't really out on the floor. So customers are able to just kind of browse and pick what they want without being bothered by uh, employees, I guess. Right. But at the same time, what if there's something you're looking for and you want to ask an employee? There's nobody there to ask. hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh do you think the government is to blame for things that happens around in your
0: country? I think Some, so. Sometimes, I mean that's hard it's a hard statement to make because government is uh is a it's not a physical bo- it's it's many people. So it's hard but. to to say oh the government did it because oh, man. You're not really saying anything. You're not saying anybody did it because that's
1: right. a broad term, so. But uh, Trump will tell the truth about the government
3: is not to blame. This is Trump, but Trump tells the truth. I've been talking earlier about the fear of the government, that like the government is a big thing, like the state is a dangerous thing to take from, take away all our freedoms. But I was more even surprised last week uh, when I found out in America. Well, I hadn't already know it. But I found that they can have the situation again. They stop funding the government. How is it possible to stop funding the government? How can politicians say, we're going to close the government down? It's like closing down all the services provided provide people for the taxpayers' money. That is the strangest, the weirdest, most ineffective system of all time. In Norway, we don't fear the government. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you're p- pissed at it, sometimes you think you can do it better but I've been working in both private and public sector if you think private sector is more effective well the only thing who stops telling me a lot about how I my so, life in the private sector because I have agreement that I can't say anything but one day I will say anything anyway but not now. You have the problem is not the government, it's not the private sector. It's like people are people. If you think private hospitals work better than public hospitals, it don't. But sometimes people who run the government don't want the government to work. They stop funding the hospitals and stop funding programs for children and so on. And they say, hey, it doesn't work, We have to privatize it. Yes, you, pr- you have to privatize it because you can't do the job you are elected to do. If you believe that the government is taking away liberties and personal freedom and so on, go ahead and believe that. But really, do you think that the private sector, like big corporation, have you in mind? Really? Do you think they're going to give all those big tax cuts in our God to you? Really? Or 1% get 80% of the new earnings and income? Not you Not you at all. You can blame the government. You can blame the taxes. But you can only blame yourself. You elect politicians, conservatives all over the United States and some places also in Europe. And where are they giving the money? They're giving it to their friends. And who do you blame? Foreigners, Muslims and people of color. That is the situation. Well, I don't say you're a racist... But if you still stop, if you believe that the government is the problem and not the people who got the money and the power, you're a fucking idiot. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a nice day.
1: That was Tron uh, Telling the Truth. Uh, we have a Facebook page. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Another digital citizen on Facebook. Search for us. We are an open group. Join us. Chat with us. Have fun with us. Join us. We are a cool gang of people. That's another Digital Citizen on Facebook.
0: We also yep. have... Yeah? Good to, to see Michael like back, one of our guys who's been on our page forever but just recently posted again. Glad to see you back, Michael.
1: Yeah, thank you for that, Michael. We also have... We also have... I can't speak today. We also have an email address. It's another Digital Citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. It's almost like I'm Norwegian or something. Sometimes. What yeah, I know. Surprise I'm Norwegian.
0: That's crazy. Yeah,
1: crazy crazy for all. Crazy crazy for all. Um
0: yeah, have we gotten any emails this week? Uh just one from Tilly. Uh, and it also has her Royal Rumble picks, which we will talk about later. So I will keep this Mm -hmm. email up for later, but I will talk, uh, do the first part of her email here, at least, I guess. Uh, hey guys, so sorry I've been out of action as of late with this human being growing inside of me. I swear he'll be bigger than me when he's born. Uh, this, I don't know how that would work. This week I have been mostly moaning about things, uh... Or sleeping, but now, but I'm now nearly 31 weeks pregnant, so there's about nine weeks till my due date. Uh, typing uh, of uh, speaking of due dates, but she says typing of due dates.
2: Mm.
0: What the fuck was Trump on about with his speech about babies being born in the ninth month? I'm still yet to hear the explanation of what he actually meant to say. I, don't, I didn't hear this. Did you hear about this?
1: No, no.
0: Yeah, oh, I must have missed it. Uh, hmm. uh, maybe send us a clip of that, Tilly, so we could talk about it next week. Uh, mm-hmm. TV-wise, I have not watched a great deal, really. Uh, I'm now up to date with Catfish, though. Uh, mm-hmm. And the MASH report with Nish Kumar is back on BBC, so that made me really happy. I actually saw a clip of that today. Randomly, strange. Uh, She actually watched Raw this week uh, for the 25th anniversary special, and she quite enjoyed it. There were a few people who I had to ask Dick who they were, but I was presently surprised by how many I recognized. And oh, and oh my god, Enzo. I'll leave it at that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's talk two seconds about it. Uh, and so Amora was first, he was first, uh, uh, we ha- heard some news that he had, uh, raped somebody. Then he was suspended by WWE.
0: Well, then the first thing was- that happened is this lady came out with a tweet. What? Uh, that's how we kind of found out that there were sexual allegations against him, I guess we'll say. Yes. Um and then they suspended him and then the next day they uh, fired him. WWE fired him. Yeah. Right. They they released him at least. Uh Yeah. And this this lady accused him of uh, well uh, accused him of rape but also accused two other people that were supposedly there of being accomplices to yeah. this rape. I think she said yep. that they drugged her. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe in the that they drugged her. I think she was on drugs. But I don't think mm-hmm. these people like forced drugs down her throat. Um, right. I've looked into all three of those people and Enzo Amori. I mean, I've known Enzo Amori was kind of a creep and a scumbag for a while. I think we've mm-hmm. all known mm-hmm. that. Even after oh, yeah. there was a whole story about him dealing with a stripper, you can go back and find that if you want, but none of these people are up, up, upstanding citizens in their community, let's just say. I don't trust anybody at their word of these people because none of them are trustworthy. So, yeah. I know there's a lot of people that just want to go, you can't blame the victim because that's victim blaming, victim shaming or whatever. You got to you gotta at least um, think that they possibly are telling the truth. And okay, yeah, they're possibly telling the truth. But in this scenario, I don't trust any of these people because they're all scumbags. So it's really hard to tell whose side to be on. In a way, I don't know. What about what right. do you think, from? No, uh,
1: yeah, You hit it. Uh, you hit the nail on the head there. And uh, and that is that is. Uh, absolutely like you said I said it there we don't we don't really know and i think i think we will we will see uh what comes up later
0: right i am even just yesterday night i saw somebody i don't know if it's true i have to do some more investigation into this so just take it as a rumor but there is a rumor that a, a friend of enzo was sent text messages or a friend of this lady was sent text messages uh and enzo got a hold of them that this lady sent this guy text messages the day after the supposed uh allegation happened and the text message that i saw read uh you'll never guess i i'm in bed right now with a famous wwe wrestler kind of bragging mm. that she slept with him so there's some weird things going on here i I don't. If Enzo did this, he's a horrible human being. But really, all these people are ho- horrible human beings to begin with. So it's hard. To, it's hard mm. to say.
1: And uh, it looks like they have uh, uh, just added uh, a wrestling uh, cruiserweight match for the Royal Rumble, actually. A,
0: I'm not seeing that on my list of not, matches
1: n- not on the list of matches but I saw uh, Captain Marvelous in the, uh, that wrestling show you listen to that wrestling show fan group uh, saying that it's going to be Cedric Alexander against Abayance Abayance
0: uh, I think that's Obvious. a joke I think that's a joke, Fro.
1: Oh, is it?
0: He's saying he's he's gonna have a match against nobody. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh I was wondering, I was like, yeah, I didn't see anything about a new match, but
1: Uh Frood, Fro was tricked, Fro was tricked. <laughs> I even voted for Cedric Alexander. That's funny. Okay yeah but no, I said to you before we started uh, recording this that I, I think they will just get rid of rid of the Cruiserweight Championship now although you have the uh, possibility. Oh. Yeah.
0: it seems to me uh, it seems to me that this 205 division is cursed. Uh, everybody's been getting in trouble from this. this isn't the first guy out of that division. Nope. to seemingly get arrested. So, uh nope. Yeah, maybe just get rid of the whole division altogether. Maybe just mix <laughs> them into Smackdown and Raw and just call it call it good yeah. cuz they never got good All ratings dead. anyways. Nobody cared about that yeah. championship, so yeah. yeah, just cut your losses is what I say.
1: Uh talking about things that have been on TV? Hey, I am going to tell her what I see on TV this week. You're okay. Um the picks for Norway's uh, contestants for Eurovision came out this this week. Okay. Uh, the one song I really loved uh, was "Scandi Scandi Love" by Ida Maria. Scandi Love. Okay. It was fucking amazing, and my girlfriend uh also thought it was amazing i also seen the BB uh the british one uh and uh, there was three cho- choices there uh but uh but the uh, there was this uh guy that sang kind of a bluesy song that uh um, of me and her Hope is going to win, but there was three really good ones at the British one, two at at Norway's, and we had ten and they had six uh, to pick from. So we'll huh. see uh, when we get closer. But uh, that was really, really, really in uh, fun. It's starting to be Eurovision season now, so right, it's getting. I'm happy. There. Yeah, I'm happy about that. And Luke is not.
0: <laughs> Seems like it never left to me, but whatever.
1: <laughs> well, it looks like oh no, oh, we're getting closer to Eurovision. Yay! I have to listen to songs. <laughs> I would say uh,
0: it makes me feel more cultured, but it's Eurovision, so it really doesn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, what else? Have I? <laughs> what else have I watched? Oh yeah, I yesterday I actually saw. A uh, uh, British uh, show with my girlfriend. We saw the uh, TV, the National TV Awards yesterday. And oh, okay. Uh, do you know of two persons called Anton Deck? I don't think so. Okay, they won everything. They won everything, before,
0: okay.
1: Yes, they won everything. They were nominated for and before we started watching this, my girlfriend goes, Yeah, well, we, we can w- w- watch it, but just listen to me. Anton Deck is going to win everything. And, <laughs> and we were watching it, and we're like, And the price goes to Anton Deck! <laughs> <laughs> like, everything they were nominated for, they won. Every fucking thing. So she was right, and I was wrong. As, as, as it always goes. Look, you know how it goes. Uh, what else have I watched on TV? (laughs) Nothing.
0: Okay. I saw some things. Well,
1: uh, that's not actually true. Uh, I watched, uh, of course, are you going to mention uh, Big Brother?
0: Uh, I had not planned on mentioning it, but go ahead.
1: Okay. Big Brother was really interesting this week. We have three evictions this week. Two on the live show and
0: one backdoor uh, uh, eviction. Um, I think it was. Wasn't there one yesterday as well? So that would.
1: Oh. That would be
0: four. Four evictions, wasn't it?
1: Really, I haven't seen yesterday's. Oh, okay, Okay. yeah.
0: They did a live show yesterday on on the Tuesday show. Oh. Another eviction. I I won't tell you who it was, but I will say they're doing the vote to save now, yeah. instead of the vote to evict, uh, and yeah. it really changes who leaves. Uh, I'll just say that.
1: Okay, so the first two that went out were <laughs> Anne? No, not Anne. Amanda. Amanda and... Oh, what was that other girl's name?
0: Oh, uh, India. She went first, and then Amanda... Yeah, but-
1: yeah, and then the third one, which was uh, what was her name? <sighs>
0: <sighs> you got me. I don't even remember. Uh, because
1: it was a double eviction. But yeah, and then one of the boys went out uh, in the back door, and that was uh, uh, the old, older black gentleman.
0: The football player, or well, the Gen- soccer player in America, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's who I. I've found
0: out. Right, okay. And then we had another eviction yesterday, so you'll see that coming up. But Ooh. I I don't like the vote to save. Uh I think it I don't know, I just think it keeps the wrong house guests in in, in my opinion. Yeah. It always seems to get rid of the wrong house guests, but whatever. Uh anything else you saw this week? No. I'm gonna be surprised if there was a couple things you didn't see this week.
1: Okay. I will probably say, Oh yeah, I watched that.
0: Okay. Can you think of anything that maybe you missed in your TV round, Fro? Something big TV show that happened this week? Maybe two big TV shows that happened this week?
1: Big TV shows that I watched this week. No, spoil it for me.
0: Oh, yes! So the three first
1: episodes of, uh... The Path. Oh, the Path. Thank you.
0: This is why I write stuff down.
1: Uh, What'd you think? Uh, I am fucking amazed by it. It was really, really good.
0: Yeah, they're going a whole new direction, it seems, this season. Uh, and I really like the, what's turning out to be the new bad guy in the show. Yes. The two ladies. And it's like, this is going to be an interesting power dynamic. And, uh, I kind of just wonder where they're going to go with it. They definitely jumped, there was a jump in time. From yes. the last season, which I yes. didn't mind. What do you think about the jump in no, time?
1: No, I didn't mind it at all. Suddenly, we didn't need we didn't need uh, the power change from from uh, uh, from the one leader to the other leader, really. So i i liked I liked how they did it. Actually, I didn't mind. Well, we kind of
0: got it at the end of last season, if you remember, because Cal kinda. was. Everybody knew Cal was a bad guy at the end of last season because yeah. they all found out about him sleeping with the one, the ex heroin okay. junkie. Yes. So they all knew that he was a, a, a liar at, at the end of last season. So then we come into this season, they jump into time, jump in time and Cal's not even really involved. I found that with whole the, thing very interesting. May, uh, that movement, yeah, He moves from being a cult leader to being like yeah. uh, Tony Robbins. Is that the guy's name? Tony Robbins?
1: Yeah, motivational speaker. You
0: can do it. Yeah, motivational speaker. So it's like it's a very interesting contrast that like a motivational speaker and a cult leader, not that much different. (laughs) I I really liked it as well. Three episodes though, three hours in the first week. Very strange way to put it out, but still very good. And I breezed right through it in one day. So, um, another thing I saw this week. Well, I guess, actually, I kind of saw it last week, but I didn't mention it. Uh, WWE Mixed Match Challenge. Did you see any of that? Nope. I saw one episode, the very first one. It is garbage. It is such garbage crap. It's like (laughs) all those really crappy cell phone packages that you saw on SmackDown or Raw about it. It's that stuff put in around a single match, and that's it. It's all this stuff you've already seen, and then one match, and it's over. It was like 16 minutes long. It's total garbage. I don't know why they're even spending time on it, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, Oh, oh, I actually was going to mention the Celebrity Big Brother house, but it wasn't about the show. On YouTube, did you see what happened on YouTube? These two guys who are YouTubers who are famous for... Climbing, they're like uh, building climbers, or like they'll sneak into sports stadiums, things like that. Oh, you know, those kind of YouTubers. The Big Brother house, they got into the Big Brother house in the top part of it, and they were inside, like where all the air vents and stuff are, and they were videotaping people in the house. These two YouTubers snuck into the Big Brother house, it was kind of interesting. Um, And then I saw the first two episodes of Mosaic this week.
1: Yeah, How did you like it? Uh, did you see this? No, but I okay. have read reviews of it. Right. That is horrendous.
0: Uh, this has Sharon Stone and Paul Rubens, also known as Pee Wee Herman, in it. Uh, um, yeah. The first two episodes, the very first episode, I was like, this is really, really slow and boring. Uh, this is done by... Uh, Steven Soderbergh as well, so that's kind of the mm. big reason why it's like his first big TV show. Uh, and it it's was on HBO. Some other stuff
1: off of the shows. I wanted to say this.
0: Right, yeah. it was on your top five, I think. I I added yeah, my honorable yeah. mentions, but mm. it's really well shot. It looks like a movie. There's stuff in it that's like it's a little too. Um, they're trying for a certain look, and it's over. It's oversaturated with that look they're going for. Uh, I didn't like that about it. The acting's pretty good. The storyline is like, it's a whodunit, but done in an interesting way. If you were to watch the first episode, I could see people going, God, this is terrible. But if you get to the end of the second episode, it kind of picks back up, but it's still not that great. I would give it like a five out of 10.
2: Ooh. Ah,
1: five
0: out of 10. It um, feels like it's trying to be Twin Peaks a lot. Uh, It's got the same kind of character development as Twin Peaks. It's kind of almost even got some of the exact same character types and in the same roles as Twin Peaks. So, I don't know. You watch watch an episode next week, Fro, and let me know what you think. But I would recommend getting to the end of episode two because that's where it starts to at least... To me, is where it seems like it's starting to pick up. So,
1: oh, I'm a little sad now. Oh, I wanted that show to be really good.
0: I, well, the <laughs> thing is, I'm watching the HBO version, and this is the show that there is. If you have the HBO app, apparently there's multiple perspectives you can no, watch show. the show. Not app.
1: Uh, it's not the HBO app. It's a different app. It is the mosaic. Uh, mosaic uh, app. And you know what? You can't get the fucking app in Norway. Oh, okay, yeah. And guess what? You can't get the fucking app in UK.
0: And guess what? So, yeah. You can only get the fucking
1: app in in America.
0: But like I was saying, if you were using the app, this is going to be a whole different show. So I don't really want to say, like, at least from the way I viewed it, it was not as exciting as I thought it was going to be. It was not as interesting or intricate as I thought it was going to be, and it was very. Hmm. There were holes in the plot, but it could it could get better. So I'm not really sure. I, I'm still like on the I'm on the fence about it. So we'll see what happens. Oh, the other oh, sh- thing I started watching a little bit just because I was sick and I was like, I was watching Just Shoot Me. Speaking of which, Just Shoot Me. In this day and age, in 2018, oh. watching Just Shoot Me is horrible. Weird. No, it's it's still a funny show. It's just really weird. There's a character in the show, Fro. He's a yeah. photographer at a a magazine and he he's uh he photographs uh, supermodels, right? That's yeah. his job. Yeah. yeah. They his whole th- character is that he sleeps with all these supermodels that yeah, he photographs. Yeah. That's the character here in 2000 in 2018, that character would not fly. <laughs> No. You know what no. I'm saying? It's like... Yeah, yeah. we, uh, You could not have this show exist in 2018. We just live in a whole different time. It's very interesting to see oh, in okay. retrospect, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. But I was kind of bored of that, so I ended up watching the first season of Saved by the Bell, just for fun. <laughs> Saved by the
1: Bell. Uh, uh. Hey! Uh, the Bermuda Triangle is our main topic this evening. Um... The Bermuda Triangle, also known as the Devil's Triangle, and it's loosely defined as the region of western part of the North Atlantic Ocean, where a number of aircraft and ships have said to be disappeared under mysterious circumstances. Woo! So this goes uh from Florida almost to Puerto Rico and up to Bermuda in a triangle there's a lot of ocean not that much of landmass some landmass but not not uh, not a lot and it's especially in the center of the Bermuda triangle i've heard like the more more you right. you come to the center the more more
0: uh, uh, yeah how I think you, most people how'd... would not consider that part off the coast of Florida, part of the Bermuda Triangle. I think, I mean, even in this thing, it says loosely defined region. Right. So I think when we see that, they have a picture here of the actual, what the, is kind of a, one version of the Bermuda Triangle. I think that's maybe right. a little bit bigger than like what I've always thought of as the Bermuda Triangle. But it's a loosely defined area anyways. so loosely it's kind of hard defined, to... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most re-
1: uh, rebutable sources dismiss the idea of any mystery of course uh, the vacancy of the Bermuda Triangle is among the most heavily traveled ship lanes in the world with ships frequently crossing through its ports in America Aruba and Caribbean Islands cruise ship and pleasure craft regularly sail through the region and as commercially and private aircraft routinely re- re- <laughs> <retunially laughs> fly over it. Hard to speak today. But pop culture attributes various experiences per- to the paranormal activity or external beings. Extraterrestrial,
0: yeah, meaning extraterrestrial.
1: aliens. Aliens. It's always aliens. Always somebody. aliens. Somebody says. Document evidence indicates that the significant percentage of the incident were spirits in a currently reported established by later authors. So, you have heard of the Bermuda Triangle before of this, of course.
0: I think everybody's probably heard of it uh, yeah. at some point. Whether they really knew what people were talking about or not, but it is kind of fr- a—it is—it's uh, been a—it's been a myth for my whole life, at least. So,
1: yeah. First, uh, my experience of it was actually X Files. I think X Files have had multiple uh, episodes of the Bermuda Triangle, haven't they?
0: I'm trying to remember the episode. But I am sure they did I'm I would be I'm sure they did at least one. I don't know if they did yeah. more than one. Yeah.
1: But uh, there is some incidents that uh, are pretty big. Uh we have some uh, aircraft incidents. Uh for example it's a lot of in the forties there. Uh, not as much as uh, in in modern time, but we have a lot from the forties. For example, i
0: 19- one episode of the X Files called Triangle. So, okay.
1: Yep. Uh, for example, 1945, 10, 10th of July, Thomas Arthur Garner, A.M.M. Three and U.S.N. Along with eleven other crew members, was lost at sea in the Navy. PBM three S per roll seaplane in the Bermuda Triangle. They left uh, their station in Florida at seven p.m. in the morning and uh, were training uh, and going to uh, Bahamas. The last position was reported at uh, one sixteenth of uh, July tenth and. Uh, it was near the Providence Islands, after which they have never heard from it again. Uh, extensive 10-day surface and air search include a carrier sweep found absolutely nothing. So that was the first time we we had an aircraft in incident.
0: Or at least the one that's uh, been... Right. One that's been recorded. Right. Who knows? There could have been something before this, but. uh, Mm. There's a lot of them. I mean. Lots. Not just aircraft, but also ships. I guess. 1800. So, like, a long time ago. uh, Long. was the first incident at sea. Uh, Mm -hmm. The U.S. Pickering lost with 90 people on board. Uh, it says possibly lost in a gale. Again, 1800. It seems like that... I mean, there's not... I would say there's not enough evidence to say, oh, this is, was definitely caused by the Bermuda Triangle in the 1800s. Seems like there wouldn't right. have been... We didn't have Uh, radio... Lo, uh, like, echolocation. We didn't have any kind of, like, um, satellites to tell us where things are on the planet. Yeah, I don't know. Seems a little weird, but...
1: Uh, From 1941, the USS Prototus uh, A9 lost with 58 persons aboard in heavy seas, having departed from St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands with cargo uh, on uh, 23rd of November. Uh, The following month, their sister ship also lost with all 61 persons on board having also deported from St. Thomas for the cargo on 10th of December. Uh, according to research uh, by Rear Admiral George Van Boers, ooh, who was familiar with this type of ship in the service, uh, the acid coal could seriously a code a long... Uh, yeah. Uh, could... They had some support beams, while uh, aging poorly and constructed uh, extremely vulnerable by breaking in heavy seas. So they were both sister ships of the USS Cyclops. So, right here,
0: yeah. Here's the Cyclops. The incident, uh, the USS Cyclops, resulted in the single largest loss of life in the history of the U.S. Navy which is not related to combat. Mm -hmm. That's kind of interesting. Uh, It was carrying magnesium ore uh, with one engine out of action and it went missing with 309 uh, crew members sometime after March 4th, 1918. Uh, Some say it was because of storms and capsizing. Others suggest it was a wartime enemy activity. And like you said, in addition, two of the, his of the sister ships were lost in the North Atlantic during World War II. Both ships were transporting heavy loads of the same metallic ore, sl- similar to that which was loaded on the Cyclops. So this could be like pi- this could just be pirates.
1: Yes. <coughs> so there there is been some notable incidents in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, I think it's it's interesting that we take the two last ones uh, from 2017 in May. Uh, a private MU-2B air- aircraft was at 2,400 feet when it vanished from the radar and radar contact with uh, aircraft controllers in Miami. Plane wreckage was fun, but not the people.
0: That's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: The plane wreckage was found. That's yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, two thousand
1: and fifteen for the sea. SS El Far Faro sank over the coast of Bahamas uh, within the triangle on October first, two thousand and fifteen. Search crews identified the vessel fifteen thousand
0: feet below the surface. I guess there's actually been one where people weren't... It says incidents on land. 1969, the Great Isaac Lighthouse. Its two mm. keepers disappeared and were never found. Of course, a hurricane was passing through at the time of the disappearances. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Uh, definitely. Uh, so, we need to talk a little about the origin of, of the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, The earliest suggestion of usual disappearance in the Bermuda uh, area appeared uh, on 17th of uh, September, 1950. Uh, article published in the Miami Herald, actually, by Edward von Winkle Jones. (laughs) But uh, that late, I thought it would be earlier because of uh, all the ships that was lost in the forties.
0: Well, yeah, we saw, on the list there were ones from the eighteen hundreds, so it's a little yeah. like, uh, but it does say uh, it's the earliest suggestion of unusual disappearances. So maybe this person, Edward Van Winkle Jones. That's like mm. a. Gr- that should be a wrestling, like a wrestler name. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an awesome wrestler's name? Yeah, Edward yeah, Van yeah, Winkle Edward Jones, w- Jones, and he'd be w- like the mm. the uppity, like rich, snooty guy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: with like a bowler hat. Um. I mean, maybe he was just the first person to put all those incidents together and go, "Hey, maybe there's something up here." You know what I mean?
1: Mm. Two years later, Fate uh, Magazine published a sea mystery at our bank door, a short article by George X Sand, covering the loss of several plane ships, including the loss of Flight uh, 19, a group of five US Navy Grundman TBB adventure torpedo bombers on a training mission. Sand's article was the first to lay out the now familiar training linger area uh, where the losses took place. Flight uh, 19 along, uh, alone could uh, be co- uh, coverage again in the 1962-ash issue of uh, American Legion magazine. Um,
0: but then we also have... Uh, oh, you got, this, that next part's yeah? super interesting. Uh, yes. Flight 19, the flight leader of Flight 19, uh, the author of this article wrote could be heard saying we are entering whitewater nothing seems right we don't know where we are the water is green no white he also wrote the official navy board inquiry states that the planes flew off to mars mhm that's weird
2: <laughs> mhm
1: in february 1964 issue of a glossy Winston. Goddard's articles, The Deadly Bermuda Triangle, argued that Flight 19 and other disappearance were part of a pattern of strange events in the region. So, uh, there is, of course, some criticism of the concept, of course. Uh, I like this Larry Kutch guy, author of The Bermuda Triangles, Uh, The Bermuda Triangle Mystery. Solved. A book from 1975 argued that many of the claims Garius and Supplement Drivers were all uh, often ec- uh, extricated uh, uh, and uh, devious or... Unver- Exaggerated,
0: dubious, and unverifiable. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll just go down to the list uh, of what he concluded. Basically, this yeah. guy says according to him, the number of ships and aircraft reported missing in the area was not significantly greater than any other part of the ocean. Right. Saying like, uh, they did say we even mentioned earlier this is a huge shipping lane, so there are right. a lot of ships just going through there. could yes. add to the mystique of it. Uh, the area is frequented by tropical cyclones.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously, we just mentioned those two guys that disappeared during a hurricane, so... Yep. Uh, Burlitz and other writers would often fail to mention such storms or even represent the disappearances uh, having happened in calm conditions when the meteorological record clearly contradicts it. Right. So, right. people who were trying to say, oh, it was a clear day and then they just got lost in, in yeah. like clouds that weren't even there, but it turned out that it really, if you go back in the meteorological record, it shows that there was uh, a storm happening or something like that.
1: And the numbers themselves have uh, been uh, uh, exaggerated by sloppy research. Uh, some disappearance has, in fact, never happened. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty uh, big claim. And the legend of the Bermuda Triangle was is a manufactured mystery, uh, and uh, it is made uh, out of misconceptions, faulty reasoning, and sensualism.
0: Right. I'm uh, like just to sell books, sensationalism, maybe just to sell yeah. books. Like, uh, but it even says uh, perpetuated by writer, writers who either purposely or unknowingly made use. of 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 these uh of this sensationalism. So maybe I mean maybe some of them uh, at least maybe the first couple guys who looked into it and went maybe there's something going on here. Maybe they really were studying it but after that maybe some people were like this I can just sell books if I write about this. So
1: right. Right. But uh like we said there is some natural explanations for this. Uh, let's go to that.
0: I guess one of the first ones could be, uh, let's start with human error. Because I think human error is probably, like, the easiest, most, like, obvious one. Uh, one of the most cited explanations in official inquiries into any of these, uh, downed planes or ships. Uh, human human stubbornness may have caused businessman Harvey Coiver to lose his (coughs) sailing yacht. As he sailed uh, into the teeth of a storm uh, off of Florida in January 1st, 1958. Uh, so just people not being as experienced maybe could have caused them to, uh, maybe not even just experience in a plane, but just not being experienced in that area of the, of the world. Maybe they got lost because they weren't uh, 100% sure. Because, I mean, you think about it. This is a bunch of islands, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you yeah. go the wrong way and you're just going to keep seeing ocean unless yeah. you run into an island. So it could be very easy to get lost if you don't know the area well enough or if your compass goes off. Like, it says here, compass problems are one of the most cited uh, cited phrases in many triangle incidents. While some have theorized that unusual local magnetic abnormalities may exist in the area such uh, anomalies have not been found which that's the one i've heard for years and years and years i even think that was what in the x-files episode was that the like compass went all crazy and they couldn't f- yes. figure out which direction they're supposed to go and yes. that's where then they yes. got lost in this fog and kind of disappeared yeah uh yeah. but according to this such anomalies have not been found in the area and there is not like here in oregon uh there is a place where there is, like, a... I don't remember what it's called. There's, like, a secret kind of, like, tourist destination uh, where if you go there, the gravity is kind of weird, and uh, there's you can take a compass and it'll point the wrong way and things like that. So those kind mm. of things do exist, but they haven't been found in this area, which I would have thought this would have been maybe the number one reason, but according yeah. to this, uh, that isn't a, a viable... A viable e- explanation so interesting
1: and i think violent weather is yeah, like it, it is of course a big part of it because we talked about hurricanes and and there's a lot of there's a lot of bad weather there a lot of bad weather it's not that fucking long time ago we had uh this uh uh big storm down there Destroying some. Oh right, the
0: big hurricane that happened. Yeah. 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 Which we so, didn't mention last week, but there were a lot when we were investigating weather manipulation. I saw a lot of kind of conspiracy theories on YouTube that that was caused by weather manipulation, but. And that's, uh, and another, that's something like, we talked about last week.
1: Yeah. Here's that another or, the Oregon to thing island. I was
0: talking about the Oregon yeah. vortex, <laughs> located in Gold Hill, Oregon, mm. uh, can uh, has a. Has a consists of a number of interesting infe- uh, uh, effects, which are gravity hill optical illusions. Uh, this was also in the X Files. Is mentioned during season seven, episode five. Huh. Interesting. Oh.
1: Cool. Yeah, and then another like uh, that has to with the weather to do is uh, the Gulf Stream because it's it's really uh, the the Gulf. Stream is flowing th- uh, north through the Western Atlantic o- Ocean, right. and and it's really it has uh, a strong stream, to say it mildly.
0: Sure, but this explanation does not really work for planes. No, uh, it does say a small plane making a water landing uh, c- could have trouble and could be carried away from its reported positions by the current. But right. if it's a plane that's not making water landing, this is in no way going to affect it. So I don't think this yeah. is a very good explanation.
1: But what is uh, what else methane hydrates about it? What is that?
0: Methane. So like methane, methane gas. Mm-hmm.
1: It,
0: an explanation for some of the disappearances focused on the presence of large fields of methane hydrates uh, on the continental shelf. Uh, laboratory experiments carried out in Australia have proven that bubbles can indeed sink a scale model ship by decreasing the density of the water. So, maybe as the ship is going across the water, all these bubbles start raising up from underneath the water, causing the ship to sink because the air in the bubbles causes the water to not be as dense and it wouldn't be able to hold, hold up the ship. So it would cause the ship to sink into, uh, just sink right into the into the water, even though it seems like it should be able to float. The density of the water has been changed by this methane gas, which I think methane is probably lighter than air as well. So that would even increase the, uh, increase how fast it would kind of drop down. Uh, it has been hypothesized that the periodic methane eruptions may produce. Regions of frothy water that are no longer capable of providing aqua- a- adequate buoyancy for ships. Right, which I just said. Um, publications, by the mean... US, publications by the USGS uh, describe large stores of undersea hydrates. Uh, however, according to them, no large releases of gas are believed to have occurred in the Bermuda Triangle for the last 15,000 years. So, maybe not, again, maybe not a very uh, reasonable explanation.
1: No. But then we go to paranormal explanations, and now it gets fun. Because.
0: Let's start with the UFOs. You know, I think we should well, start with UFOs. Should we? Okay. Yeah, I think we should, the one that they put first here in this article, we should do that one last. Because it's the most okay. interesting.
1: Don't you think? Oh, oh okay, okay. Uh Yeah, this idea was used even by Steven Spielberg in his science fiction film Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which featured The Lost Flight 19 as alien abductus.
0: I don't remember so, that part of Close Encounters, but I haven't seen that movie in a really I long did. time.
1: Oh, oh yeah, I remember that.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't seen that movie since I was in like high school, so... It makes sense, but...
1: Oh, that's such a good
0: movie. I mean, uh, just the idea here would be that a UFO abducted the crew members of the Flight 19. Yeah. And yeah. that's why... The, sh- the This was the one where the plane was found, uh, but the crew members were gone. So it kind of would make sense, um, but it doesn't explain when a sh- some of the ships that completely disappeared, unless the, unless the UFOs were able to just pick up an entire ship ship. You know what I mean?
1: Take a ship and let it go. <laughs> like they have a hook underneath the, underneath the, the ship.
0: Right. I guess yeah. it could be un- underwater UFOs. I've heard of those. Where like oh, yeah. The theory is that aliens aren't from outer space. They're actually from deep ocean, under the ground in, in deep ocean. And that's where UFOs come from? Maybe that's what it's mm-hmm. talking about. I don't know.
1: A uh, paranormal explanation in the two thousand five three part U.S. British German science fiction miniseries, The Triangle says that the triangle is a wormhole.
0: <laughs> to where? <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, maybe where, we have to watch yeah. that series. I guess, but yeah, uh, I don't see any evidence of that. But where would the wormhole be? I guess <laughs> is my question. Under the water. Above Under the water. water. Is it the water itself? Is it like Blackwater from that cartoon from the nineties? <laughs> the Pirates of Blackwater. Is that that? Is that what it was called? Pirates of Blackwater. Yes.
1: Oh, but then we have my favorite theory. Triangle writers used a number of supernatural concepts to explain the events. One of the explanation <laughs> pins the blame on left of over technology from the mystical, mystical lost continent of Atlantis. Sometimes connected to the Atlantis story uh, is the submerged rock formation known as the Bimini Road. Off Bimini? of the I- Bimini? Bimini, Bimini oh yeah, yeah, Road of the island of Bimini in the Bahamas which is in the Triangle, by some definitions, followers and pur- uh, purported psychic Edgar Cayce uh, take his prediction that evidence of Atlantis would be found in 1968. Oops, a little off there, mister. Uh, as referring to the discovery of the Bimini Road. Believers describe the formation as a road, wall, or the structure, but the Bimini Road is of natural origin.
0: Right. There's a, if you that. go to the Bimini Road wiki page, there's kind of a picture of it. Yeah. A satellite picture of North Bimini Island. Uh, doesn't really look like a road to me. I mean, you could no. kind of construe it that way if you wanted to, I guess just looks yeah. like a bunch of rocks in a line. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but Atlantis! Yeah. I fucking love Atlantis. We have to talk about that one.
0: Right, one I guess the whole thing here is that... Um, really, when you go back to Atlantis, I think the person who first kind of talked about it was Plato, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or yeah. is it Socrates? Uh, uh da, some, da, 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 da. Plato. Them. Plato. Yeah. And he said listen, he it. kind of described where it was like he oh. said it's in this direction uh, towards uh, these certain hills. Oh it's called the Pillars of Hercules. Uh, And that's kind of, so he did kind of describe in his writings where Atlantis was. Mm. So using his writings people have gone and said well maybe it could be here in Uh, what we call now the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, According to this theory, the Atlanteans, maybe... Maybe they got... Maybe they figured out some type of wormhole or portal-type technology to... uh, uh, Or maybe some kind of technology that caused the destruction of the island itself. Maybe caused the island to disappear uh, using, who knows, time travel technology... Uh, I, I don't know what the technology would be but then the it caused atlantis to disappear but this technology is somewhat still present in the area and because the reason that atlantis disappeared in this theory is the same reason these ships and planes are disappearing which i think <laughs> is an interesting it's you got it it's a really really intricate theory on this where a lot of the other theories are just kind of like Oh, it's the weather. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, we definitely are going to talk about the Atlantis at at one time. We need to do that look. Definitely.
0: I mean, we've talked about Lemuria a little bit in the past. Uh, We didn't do a whole thing on it, but I think doing both of those, or maybe just Lost Civilizations in general as a topic, could be cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, what is the thought of this? Is the Bermuda Triangle, is it Supernatural, or is it natural?
0: I think it's all in people's minds. Yep. Personally.
1: I totally I think, agree with you.
0: I th- I, I agree that... I, I think the guy who said that this... Uh, the number of ships and aircraft reported missing is not significantly greater than any other part of the ocean...
2: Mm-hmm. It,
0: Uh, I don't see anybody saying that that's not true, that 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 figure isn't correct, so I'm going to agree with that and just go, yeah, this is all fake. It's just uh, that area of the ocean has a lot of storms and other things, and people get lost, there really easy, and in the past was very well known for pirates, so Mm. in the past, maybe that had a lot to do with it, maybe now, Mm. maybe the myth was brought... By the pirate culture, uh, people kind of passing along wa- old old wives' tales, and it just turned into something else. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, this is uh, low, 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 uh-huh. low, low on my list on things. I I believe uh, I have absolutely no evidence that uh, this would be supernatural. I think uh, the most credited. Uh, like you said, uh, is like saying that oh, you could put that triangle a- anywhere in the world where it's a lot of c- sea and a lot of storm, and and you can make make up uh, 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 a case about oh, that is uh, the Devil's Triangle or
0: right or
1: yeah. or the Bermuda Triangle. So no, no, I don't fucking believe it. It's ludicrous, and I think people should stop. Believing
0: I agree, but I, I think it's also just kind <laughs> of a fun tale to tell people, like, uh, especially if you're a tourist in the Caribbean, this would be yeah. something, it would be a very touristy kind of uh, story to tell people uh, that were in the area just to vacation, so that's what I think it is, I think it's just an old wives' tale to scare tourists, really.
1: Yep. Okay, have you seen any movies this
2: week, Luke?
0: I did. I watched a Jack Black movie from last year uh, called mm-hmm. "The Polka King." It was polka about yeah. a it was a it was a movie based on a real life story of a a Polish uh, man who comes over and, and he becomes he's trying to get polka over in his community. I think it's in Pennsylvania and he ends up getting kind of, uh, popular with senior citizens in the area and they all decide that they want to help invest with him. And it ends up turning into a Ponzi scheme where he's stealing all these people's money. And it's a very interesting story. Uh, and it's all based off of true, true life events, uh, not as funny as you would think going into a Jack Black movie. At least I thought it was going to be funnier, but still very interesting because it's all based off of something that really happened. So I'd recommend it, uh, but I wouldn't say – I wouldn't make it your first choice to go watch if there's other things, but it's still very good. Out of ten? <clears throat> Six and a half, seven, somewhere in there.
1: Okay. I went to the movies this week to see Jumanji in 3D. Jumanji, what is it called? Welcome to
0: the jungle.
1: Jumanji, welcome to the jungle in 3D uh, with my friend Tron. Not that Tron, another Tron. I have two friends that is named Tron. That could make things a little harder to explain. But uh, (laughs) um, another Tron that is not the Tron that we have Tron's tells the truth of. Uh, I, we came out of it and he was like, uh, and I was like, uh, I would give it a five out of ten.
0: Oh, that's higher than I thought you were going to go, but okay.
1: Um, I mean, the old one is so good. <laughs> so much better. Robin Williams. Oh,
0: I think all that when we reviewed it, all those good reviews were just because of Christmas. I still, yeah. I I said that then. I still I still believe it now. So,
1: yeah. No, but five out of ten. Not don't don't see it if it's not on Netflix, and you're bored. It's it was sweet. It was kind of. I think I would like it as a date movie, but
0: uh, sure. Okay, seemed like more of like night- a teenager because- like. <laughs> Yeah, teenage.
1: Yeah, yeah, teenage dating movie. Because then I could kiss my girlfriend instead of watching the movie. See what <laughs> I did <okay>. Yes. <laughs> what movie? <Huh>? What? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's do uh, this uh, <laughs> another digital review of "Forever My Girl." PG, woo
0: Okay, some kind of country music thing. Everybody's blue like the Smurfs for some reason. Not really sure why. <laughs> Yeehaw!
1: Jesus,
0: this looks bad. So so far, I'm seeing Hallmark movie all over this thing. But... Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is this guy? He he's so familiar. Like I know this actor, but I can't play, place him. He looks like the long lost Gallag- Gallagher brother. <laughs> Except he's a con- he's a country singer instead of being an Oasis.
1: His name is Alex Rowe. And he was in Rings! Oh, okay. The remake of Rings! And that's the only thing he's been in.
0: Well, we did watch Uh, the trailer for that, so maybe that's where I remember him from. But he looks- maybe he just looks like like, the guy, guys from Oasis, so I'm kind of, like, mixing them together. That was a movie so, tra- trailer that just happened that we just watched. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about?
0: I, I already forgot, even though I just watched the trailer. Um. <laughs> a music superstar reunites <laughs> with his first love and realizes that the steep <laughs> price he has paid for his success... An uplifting and emotional romance based on <laughs> off a novel by the New York Times and US, USA Today bestseller Heidi mm. McLaughlin. Mm. So, this is based off a movie. Or it's based mm. off a book. This movie is based off a book. What's so funny, bro? <laughs> uh,
1: I read some of the reviews of this.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> This has got a six point uh, one out of ten on IMDb. It's got eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Ooh, ooh, ooh! <laughs> I just need to read what I, I read. A critic's, a critics consensus on, on 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 Rotten Tomatoes usually is not that funny. Forever, my girls offers a suitable picturesque placeholder for romance lands between Nicholas Sparks films other viewers may end in crying for the wrong reasons.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I read that. I was like, okay. Uh, even a crybaby like me wouldn't cry on this movie. Uh, and uh, and um, I found a Glenn Kenny uh, quote from the New Yorker and he say, says, the lead actor is very pretty.
0: Okay, <laughs> the lead actor is very pretty. All right,
1: yeah, "Forever My Girl" is barely a above a Lifetime movie. Adam Graham from the Detroit News says, I, "I think that's funny because you said that's Lifetime movie." But I have a, I have a, I, I had a, I have a had a hard, harder time finding a, a good review. But I actually found. Someone that gave this five fucking stars and said great story of forgiveness. When done st- story, but audience where I saw, saw it laughed and cried. Abby Ryder stole the show. Great date night movie, especially with Valentine's coming up. So I guess I know what my girlfriend and me will see for Valentine's Day. Oh Guess my what? gosh. This this
0: fucking movie. If you want to torture her, maybe you would go watch this movie. <laughs> I went to the Facebook page as always. Uh kind of a slow Facebook page to be honest, but there was a couple posts that had a lot on it. Uh it seems like this is pushing towards a Christian audience if I yeah. just based off of the Facebook comments. I didn't really get any comments based on that, but you could tell a lot of people were like, uh, maybe this author specifically writes books uh, that are aimed towards a Christian audience. But here it says, Jennifer Engel says, why isn't the author's name on this? Heidi McLaughlin na- <laughs> name isn't even on this promo. Great movie, but the author should get credit. Maybe she doesn't want credit. <gasps> <laughs> Maybe, Maybe she McDonald's doesn't want her ma- name this. on this movie because it has eighteen <laughs> percent. Uh, Ashley Marie McDonald says, "I'm sorry, none of these are much better than a Hallmark movie, uh, yeah. which I love, anyways. <laughs> Sadly, The Notebook is better than all of them put together. Wish somebody could make another movie like that." Uh, oh. Here's a really, here's one that I found weird. Stacy Hamill. I could go with my daughter to see this movie. A woman doesn't need a date. Unless, of course, the guy pays and buys the snacks.
1: <laughs> wow. Is that reverse okay. sexism? I don't know. That is that is a little reverse sexism. That's funny. Oh, gosh. I'm never, ever going to say this, better.
0: <laughs> Nobody is. <laughs>
1: Royal Rumble—it's this week. I can't fucking wait.
0: Yes, sir. I am
1: so, I am so excited. Uh, I'm going to give you the matches and things like that, so you have to write down what I predict. But still us do Sure. All right. Uh, we go uh, from the bottom. Uh, the Usos, JM and Jim Uso, against. Chad Gable and Sheldon Benjamin,
0: and Tilly and said the Usos, and I said the Usos.
1: I am going to be three on there. I am also going with Usos. Okay. Then we have Seth Rollins and James Jason Jordan versus Cesaro and Sheamus, and this is for the Raw Tag Team Championship.
0: Uh, Why don't you go first this time?
1: I am going with Cesaro and
0: Sheamus. Okay, The Bar, I'll write down. Mm -hmm. Tilly also went with The Bar, and I went Rollins and Jordan.
2: Okay.
1: Then we have AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and it's a handicap match for the WWE Championship.
0: Why don't you go first? Uh, me and Tilly both said AJ. Yep, yeah, me too. Okay.
1: Then we have Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman versus Kane in a triple threat for the Universal Championship.
0: Uh, I said Lesnar. what did you say? I said Lesnar. And Tilly said Strowman.
1: Yeah, I wish. I wish.
0: (laughs) I wish that would come true. But uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh, no, they are having Brock Lesnar losing it uh, in WrestleMania thirty-four. So, but then we have the Royal Rumble match, and uh, first up, it's the thirtieth Royal Rumble match for the women's championship, and well, not for the women.
0: No. Not for the championship.
1: I no! know, but for, for, a,
0: for a shot at the championship Chan. at WrestleMania. Right. Yes. yes. And for and the Royal so Rumbles, we have... let me explain yeah, them how we're going to do this real quick. Yeah. Uh, for the Royal Rumbles, we did the same thing we did last year, where uh, me and Fro, at least, did the same thing we did last year. Tilly did not, but she's not here, so she didn't know. But we picked somebody from Raw and somebody from SmackDown each, yeah. and then we both got an other pick. Because there are, what, 13 and 12, 13 for the men and 12 for the women that haven't been announced. No,
1: actually 18 have been announced.
0: I said haven't been announced. Oh, haven't been announced. Right, 13 for the men haven't been announced and 12 for the women have not been announced. Right, so Tilly only picked a man and a woman, but me and Fro are going to pick three people. And then we've decided since last year, nobody got this correct at all, that whoever picks the person who's in the Rumble closest to the end, if nobody gets it correct, we'll get the point. Uh, So if your guy, say, say I picked a bunch of people, all my guys, all three people that I had picked in the men's Rumble got thrown out. Fro Mm -hmm. pick John Cena, let's say. John Cena comes in 30 and everybody else is out, but John Cena comes in 30. Fro will get the point uh, for yes. that pick. So, a little yes. different than we did last year, but let's start with the women's match. Uh, why don't you go... F- well, let's do Tilly first, since she only picked one. Uh, mm-hmm. Tilly picked Nia Jax to win the the Women's Rumble. Nia why don't Jax. you start with Raw? Who do you think for Raw? Uh, for Raw, I'm going with Asuka. Okay. And I went Sasha Banks. Uh, Smackdown for the women's. What did you think? This is harder. Well, I'll go first. Then I said Ruby Riot.
1: Hmm. Um. I guess I will go with the champion.
0: Champion can't win. Champion's never in a oh. Royal Rumble because the Royal Rumble is for a number one contender's shot. Oh, so yeah. a champion.
1: Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch. Okay. Yeah. It's a good one.
0: Becky Lynch.
1: Yeah.
0: I picked Ruby Riot because the champion right now is Charlotte, who is a face. Yeah, Charlotte.
1: Yeah. So I thought
0: yeah. I needed a heel to win and I guess the biggest heel on SmackDown right now is kind of Ruby Riot, so that's the only reason I mm. picked her. I almost don't think she's going to win, but uh, no. I have my other pick, so we'll see. What did you pick for other?
1: Oh, for other, I I, uh, I went uh, with... Uh, oh. Hmm. This is harder.
0: Okay, well, I picked Ronda Rousey.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: mm Hmm. I, I think it's. I mean, it's a long shot, but I think it's a good pick that could oh, yeah. end up happening.
1: Uh, McCool? I will go with McCool. I okay. Guess. Yeah. She was there for for. Uh...
0: Right, and she wasn't w- one of the pregnant ones, so that could happen.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Okay, and then the men's match. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Tilly said she thought John Cena would win the Men's Rumble. Yep. What do you you think for Raw? Let's start Raw again.
1: Raw? Uh, Finn Balor.
0: That's what I said. Um... I guess, do I want to say something different or do I want to stick with it? Let me look at this. Uh, Of the announced people, the only other person I can see would be Elias. So if you want Balor, I'll say Elias just for fun. Okay. He's never, ever, ever in a million years going to win, but whatever. (laughs) No, not in a million years. (laughs) <laughs> okay, uh, for Smackdown, I said Nakamura Okay, I
1: was going to say Nakamura as well But since you went with Nakamura, I will change mine to Rusev
0: Oh, okay, well at least we both kind of okay. got We had to change, both of us had to change a little bit So it's kind of fair yeah. in that way um, yeah. And then Other, why don't you do your Other first
1: Ooh, my other. I think I'm going to go pretty far out on my other. And say Goldberg.
0: Whoa, okay. Did not see that coming, but alright. Mm-hmm. I said. Uh, it's in between two people that I'm trying to decide between either ricochet mm. or Adam Cole and I think ricochet is more of a long shot but I'm gonna go ricochet
1: yeah they... the reason why I'm I'm saying or saying him is because of his entrance to the uh, to the uh, Hall of Fame this week this year I mean
0: right sure I yeah, did ricochet I said, because he got signed by WWE this week. So yeah. we'll see. That All right, I'm gonna finish off, out though. Tilly's email because uh, that, right yes. after she put a rumble pics, it says, "Anyways, I'd better stop typing now and find myself some food, and then probably get back to sleep. Miss you guys, uh, xxx Tilly. So
1: xxx. Oh. alone. Together, episode two, so much easier to take notes.
0: (laughs) A lot less, like, locations than the last episode, and really not a lot happened, but I don't know, what did you think of this episode overall? I didn't think, I thought the first episode was a lot funnier. I like this better. Okay, well then let's go into it. Uh...
1: Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, the way I did it this time was that I watched the whole episode without taking notes, and then I take notes because I needed to know the punchline of the show. So now that I know knew the po- punchline, it was so much easier to take notes.
0: Huh. Benji See, when I take notes, Esther. I try to do I try to do the notes the first time around. I think in my mind, when I do notes first time around. I always feel like I have to take extra notes because I don't know what's going to happen. So I feel like I right. need to over, overly take notes to to make sure yeah. I get things down just in case they're important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, yeah, totally just a stylistic thing. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting.
1: Benji and Esther talking about aquariums, and Esther said she's uh, uh, depressed. So... Right, we open
0: up at Benji's house, right?
1: Yes. And uh, she surprises her, or as I put it in my notes, she supplies her with a birthday hat. And it's kind of funny because she does the both. both oh, things. she gives him she, a
0: birthday hat. Right, okay.
1: Yes. And, and like, she surprises him with a birthday hat and supplies him with a birthday hat. Sure, right. And he, <laughs> and he doesn't want to go to uh, Benihana. And I have a question. What the fuck is Benihana?
0: It's a Japanese uh, sushi-slash-tabletop uh, restaurant. Have you ever been to, like, a Japanese tabletop restaurant? Nope. Where, like, people sit around. There's the Japanese uh, kind of sushi or hibachi chef. And in the middle of yeah. the table, there's this big uh, grill top. So he's cooking oh. it in front of you as you're sitting at the table. And it's kind of it's served as it's cooked. So it's very fresh. Okay. Uh, it's kind of expensive, but it's still pretty good. Um, I don't usually like sushi all that much, but they have some good sushi there. But they're, it's more like an entertainment thing where the the chef is kind of uh, he'll make jokes and he'll do cool little stunts with the food, like take onion rings, okay. make them into volcano, and then make fire shoot okay. out of it. I don't know. It's an interesting oh, cool. restaurant experience.
1: Uh, Esther is having a stand-up out of town, and she says that uh, Benjamin will perform as well, but Benjamin doesn't want to go at all, and Esther is talking him to a Berkeley road trip. So now we know there are stand-up comedians, I tell, and Luke was right, as he is always right about everything.
0: Uh, This was pretty obvious, though. (laughs) I mean, we we knew this was going to happen.
1: Yes, yes, we knew that it was going to happen, but I, I, I put it in because you're always right. But the intro and uh, Jeff is coming along uh, and they uh, destroyed this car that I have with a lot of like scruples on it. And when I say it's destroyed, yes, it is destroyed because it's, it looks like they are they, they made it with permanent markers.
0: Right, but it, that's at least here in America that's like a thing you do. Let's say um when people get married, you'll do that to the honeymoon car or like somebody who just graduated from high school, they'll decorate their right. car like that. So they make they make pens and stuff specifically to do that with. Which they just decorated the car and wrote Benji's birthday on it and it had like yeah. decoration all over it so because this is supposed to be Benji's birthday road trip, but really they're going to Berkeley because Jeff has a stand-up gig. So. Yes. And Jeff, of course, the is episode... their friend from the last episode. We should mention that. Yes.
1: And the whole episode is revolving on this thing. They are st- not staying in a hotel. And I got that the first time I say, say this because it it's such a big secret for Benji. So he will drive.
0: Right. And for some reason, they decide not to tell him, even though he's packed an overnight bag and is talking about staying in a hotel. They they don't tell him, and they leave it. They're so fucking yeah. assholes. They are
1: assholes. Like like uh, they are not nice people to each other. Uh, one hit wonder remix with uh, the tattoo, uh, the less the fake lesbian group. Do you remember them? All the things she said. All the things she said. Right? Were they a fake head, lesbian
0: group? Head. Yes,
1: they were a fake lesbian group. I didn't know they were uh, fake
0: lesbians. I remember them and oh, I remember oh, yeah, being like, oh, these are f- very attractive women and they could sing oh, fairly yeah. well.
1: No, no, no. This was a fake lesbian group.
0: No, oh, I did not know Hit that.
1: It okay. on. Oh, yeah. Read uh, on it on, on uh, Wikipedia. Esther's uh, r- lip reading is fantastic. And she also made. This oh, her lip syncing.
0: Right, not lip yeah, reading. Yeah. Lip reading is something yeah, different. Love. She's lip she's yes. lip syncing to this, but she's actually kind of singing, yeah. but she's doing like yeah. the what do they call it? Car karaoke or whatever yes. kind of. Yeah, yeah. And Benji's like, "Okay, this has to stop now." <laughs> because this <laughs> <laughs> but she, it's so
1: funny though. And she made the perfect plan to places to go, and then they have a pee break that's for some fucking reason This his birthday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because
0: because like, he gets to I need see, pee. she takes his pant her pants down in front of him. Because he's yes. he's holding the coat up in front of her, so he's seeing yeah. he's seeing her half naked. So that's what she's saying is his birthday present. Is birthday getting here. to yeah. watch her pee. Not a great <laughs> birthday present. Happy
1: birthday! Now you get to see me pee. Happy birthday! Uh, Benjamin talks uh, about the day after and his plans what to do uh, the day after. When they come out of the hotel, they are not sleeping in. Uh, then we go to this chicken uh, place, and Ether wants to talk to Esther. Why am I calling her Ether all the time? Esther wants to talk to Jeff. Well, her name
0: is spelled E-S-T-H-E-R. So yes, maybe. It kind of looks like Ether if you didn't put the S in there, or you got some autocorrect <laughs> happening. But that's her real name in real life. Maybe. Like in real life, yeah. the actors' names are Benji and Esther. So, yes,
1: and uh, Esther wants to talk to Jeff, and is angry because he, I, uh, or he ordered fried chicken, because <laughs> guess what? Benji always uh, uh, eats after uh, needs to shower after eating fried chicken, and Jeff goes, "No, no, you are joking with me." You're yeah, he says, moron. even Benji
0: isn't that crazy.
1: Uh, even Benji isn't that crazy. And Jeff goes to this, uh, talk to him and he's like, so when we go uh, 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 from this place, we will go direct to this other place, right? And Benji goes, no, I need to shower. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And Jeff spells the beans and uh, tells him that... Uh, it's not the case that are, they are staying in a hotel. And Benji freaks out that they're not going to a hotel. Benji is so angry because it's not a hotel. He Mostly even- because
0: he ate the chicken. Because he's like, yes. if I would have known we didn't have a hotel, I wouldn't have eaten this chicken and drinking beer. Because I would have yeah. known I didn't have a shower to shower in. But now <laughs> I've eaten this and I don't have any choice. Like, what, what are we going to do about this?
1: Yeah, and uh, Jeff says that he can have a shower in the gym, and he gets uh, there, and uh, he wants to work out, because he got the night pass, a day pass, sorry, night pass, a day pass, and he wants to work out, and does it. Then we get one of right, my Right, because he favorite wants to get his money's showers. worth.
0: They, they're supposed yeah. to just stop there so he can shower, and then they can go yeah. get to Jeff's gig. But Benji's like, I paid for a day pass. I'm gonna work out, <laughs> even though they're supposed to be on this road trip, right?
1: And then we get my favorite shower scene in history. I just so love weird. It. It's so weird and so fucking funny because uh, this giant of a man, and when I say giant, it's like a Big Show is small.
0: Right, well, the only person we have him to compare to in this shower is Benji, who is tiny to begin with. But this guy looks enormous compared to Benji, yeah.
1: Like, when he uses the shower, he he can rest his forearm on the top of the fucking shower. Right, he has to
0: lean back to get underneath the shower head, right.
1: But again, Benji is
0: very small, he's probably like five foot something, five foot two. Yeah, but
1: still, this man is giant. Right, yeah. Where the fuck do they find him? Well, it is a gym, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this man goes, What's wrong? And uh, then we get this shower scene where Benji tells him the whole fucking story. And the giant says, Feelings are feelings.
0: And it is his birthday. So... I love the scene of him telling the story to the guy because they're in the shower. They're both naked. There's like a (laughs) fake like blur happening on both of them the whole time. So you can't see them naked, but but they are naked. And the whole time they're telling the story, the guy, well, first of all, Benji's like, oh, I don't want to bother you with this story. It's way too long. (laughs) And the guy's like, well, I got to shave up. And he starts shaving his body, shaving. like his legs and his chest yeah. and stuff, and as yeah. Benji's telling the story, he has his leg up on a chair, so it's like the blur <laughs> part is right in Benji's face, and, and he's shaving his leg, oh, it's so funny. Yeah,
1: it is really, really funny. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah. Now Benji says that he's in charge, and uh, Esther gets angry, and Jeff also gets angry, because no one is interested in working together as a, as friends, and they go to this banana place that I have thought about.
0: Oh, ice cream parlor is what yes. I yeah. Because he get he gets a banana split, because he yes. She wanted to go get donuts, but he he says it's my birthday. I want to go get a banana ice cream banana split.
1: Yes, and Jeff is going home. He says. Or he's not going home. He's, he's he's going to this place where where uh, he's going to have his standoff. And Esther and Benjamin is having a fight. And Esther says they have gluten-free donuts at this donut place that they were going. Then and they agree that it's
0: actually it's Jeff that has been the, the problem all the time. <laughs> Which is just them totally living in denial that they are having a problem with each other. Yeah. Yes. And uh,
1: they plan to go to heckle him and do it, of course. So Jeff is bombing, and they make Jeff leave (laughs) uh, leave the
0: stage. I like the part, Jeff, his opening line when he comes out on stage is like, Hey guys, it's my birthday today. And Benji's like, no, it's not, it's my birthday, he stole that for a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Then we go to this donut place that they thought about. uh, And And it's called Doodoo Donuts. Doodoo Donuts, yeah. Which even the sign and the whole, this was a voodoo Donuts. Do you know what voodoo donuts is? No. Voodoo Donuts, at least here on the West Coast, is an incredibly famous donut place that started in Portland, Oregon, um, where they do very strange... One of their most famous donuts is a uh, maple bacon bar, which is a maple bar, but it has bacon on top. That's like candied bacon. They do like... uh, They do very strange donuts. Is kind of their thing. But I actually had a friend who got married in a Voodoo Donuts. They had his ceremony inside Voodoo Donuts, so I thought that was interesting. But they're calling it Doodoo Donuts, So, uh, obviously, they can't use the real name.
1: No, it's a defudo, yeah. Jeff says that they all dump it on him because they were fighting, and Jeff is, of course, (laughs) completely right. And Jeff is saying that uh, all all the things that uh, they are fighting about is their fault, not his fucking fault. And he, gives them, he, and he gives them the truth, but they don't care at all. They just, like, fucking ignore him. <laughs> and they was like, no, it's your fault, and we go to credits.
0: Yeah, right before they go to credits, Jeff leaves because he's like, I give up on you guys. You just don't yeah. get it, do you? And the very end scene uh, is, uh, she, uh, what's her name? Esther goes, you know... I feel bad for him. And Benji's like, yeah. And she's like, if you act like that, you're just going to end up alone in life. (laughs) And it's the two of them who are like, it's clear that there should be in some type of relationship, but they're not. So yeah, Yeah. they're, they're projecting what their own, the way they see the world onto him. But Jeff is like, you guys are crazy. I'm the normal one. This is what, why are you blaming your problems on me? and you're not seeing the problems for what they really are. It's, yeah, it's very funny. So that
1: was Alone Together, episode two. Uh, you can go to audibletrial.com slash another digital system. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital system. Get a free Audible book and a 30-day trial of Audible. You can cancel it whenever you want and you will still help us out. So go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. And if you can't afford that, just share the podcast. Sharing is caring.
0: Agreed. Luke, do you have anything
1: you want to plug? Uh,
0: just go to westcoastwrestlingconnection.com. Uh, there'll be a link to the YouTube page and check out the TV show. It updates every week. Good stuff going on there.
1: Yep. And tomorrow I will talk a lot of Uh, about NXT TakeOver Uh, that's before uh, the Royal Rumble and the Royal Rumble with my good friend Bill aka Wrestling Man on that wrestling show that we will talk only about wrestling almost like we do every time so check that out Uh, coming up next week we will have news of the week we will have the Royal Rumble results, we will have Alone Together, episode 3, we will have another digital review of the Maze Runner: The Death Cure, and we will do a top 5, we haven't done a top 5 in a while, mm-hmm. and we will do our top 5 craziest topics, or religions, and religions, sorry, <laughs> that we have had here, so one top 5 list of crisis topics we have had. On another digital citizen and top five, religious craziest religions.
0: That we've well, reviewed, what? I guess. Like, yes. uh, the topics one will be everything but religion, and then yes. we'll do also do a top five of the crazy cults and stuff we've we've covered over the past couple of years. So,
1: yeah. So that's all next week from United States of America. From Norway, this has been episode 120 of Another Digital Citizen.
0: Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.